Welcome back to another episode of Father Time. I'm Matt McBrayer, and with me is Chase Green. How are you doing, Chase? I'm doing well, just enjoying this up and down weather in Oklahoma as you are. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty it's been pretty awesome. Um, you know, we uh we've been talking about the weather here because uh uh, I don't know what it's doing everywhere else, but here in Oklahoma, February has been so nice. It's been like spring, and then um, it's supposed to get cold tomorrow, um, maybe for yes. a couple of days. So yeah, so we we were approaching ninety yesterday, and uh, tomorrow the wind chills are supposed to be in the low twenties. So fun times. Yeah, the uh, temperature in my car said ninety six, and I was like, I didn't expect to see that this soon, but yeah. 96 yesterday crazy so um yeah enjoying it looking forward to uh real spring when it comes uh but we've got march to deal with and you know you can get eight inches of snow in march and uh so yeah we're we're, uh we're living in tornado alley we might get tornadoes yeah yeah well, I was thinking about that right now because the winds are blowing really really good you know all you need is some warm weather and to get cold real quick so yeah. but um yeah. All right. Well, let's think about some things here on this episode. Uh, we are uh, season three, episode three, and uh, we are uh, the theme. This uh, season is uh, leading by learning. Uh, I've talked a lot about uh, Bible study, um, and uh, today we're learning to be consistent. So, um, you know, when we're thinking about this, um, some things, you know, have kind of recently come to our attention. Uh, we've been uh, talking about um, a few things recently along these lines. Um, there's been, you know, this is something that's kind of constant. So it's not like there's any one thing that you can hang your hat on and go, um, oh, I think I think Matt and Chase are talking about X, Y, Z, you know, because this is something that's pretty constant. Um, I used to say that I was disappointed a lot, the brethren, uh, because I would see them post something on Facebook and I go, why did you do that? Um, I, I, I had a preacher a few, uh, years back, um, that posted something on Facebook that had a curse word in it. And I, um, I didn't know there was a curse word in it. I was at the time, uh, most people I think watched these videos without any sound and I had watched it without sound and plugged it in. Cause I started laughing and the kids were like, where are you laughing at? So I plugged it into the car so that they could, uh, just like so charge my phone, I guess. And then they, they, it came over the, the speakers right at the time that the curse word was. And I was like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And, um, you know, I reached out to this brother and, you know, he didn't feel the need to take it down. I was like, man, like, this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad stuff here. And, um, uh, but, you know, there's there's things like this all the time. We, we just need to learn to be consistent. Um, that goes for any Christian, but especially for fathers. I think that it's very important to be consistent because it's what we're trying to do here, trying to get, um, you know, uh, Bible time established in the home, studying with our families, and uh, being the leader that God wants us to be. Uh, and then at the same time, if we're doing all this other stuff, um, we're not being consistent. And, uh, you know, people will find that out pretty quickly. And your kids will find that out. Your kids are more likely to find that out before anybody else. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of people that lose their kids uh, this way. 
Um, yep. So, they, uh, uh, as they say, kids can spot a hypocrite from a mile away. Oh yeah, yeah. One one thing at the beginning of this episode, I'd like to make sure and point out is, you know, we're not coming at uh, at anyone in particular, and we're not we're not coming from our high horse, so to speak. This is something that we all uh, struggle with as Christians. We we have to learn to be consistent. We have to improve. And I can think about my own personal growth. Some of the things that we're going to talk about today, you know, 10, 11 years ago when when my wife and I first got married, we were pretty weak on, to be honest with you. But we've we've grown and we've we've uh, grown together as husband and wife and we've improved and and we're still looking to improve. But we're wanting to truly stand up for what we believe in, in the choices that we make. Uh, And we're going to talk about some of that uh, in this episode. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, a one of us that really has everything all together. Um, it's kind of funny because like there are some people that you think, oh, they've got everything. They've got everything together. And then you find out one little thing. You go, oh, they don't have everything together. Well, um, and pre- preachers are viewed that way. But yeah, oh, we, we yeah. would both assure you we don't have it all figured out. We don't have it all put together, but but we are striving to practice what we preach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and um, I think there's something to say about, you know, progress here, you know, um, you know, the uh, idea of practice makes perfect is not right, but practice does make progress. So, right. you know, that's what we're trying to do here. So, yeah, no, we don't we don't have it all down, but uh, we are certainly striving to have it all down. And uh, that's what any Christian ought to be doing. All right, let's uh, get into this episode, talking about some of the things specifically that we want to talk about. Um, The first one is a phrase that kind of goes along with this uh, idea of being consistent. And that is the do as I say, not as I do. Um, I have heard that, uh, you know, growing up. Maybe not from my parents. I don't recall them saying that. Um, but uh, I did hear I did hear um, a parent say this to their child. And they, um, they were someone who smoked, and their child wanted to smoke, and so they they um, were talking to their dad about smoking, and the dad said, "No, you're not allowed to smoke." He's like, "Well, you smoke," and and he's like, "Well, no, you know, you you do as I say, not as I do," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Okay, so." What does that do, though? What what what's wrong with that mentality? Um, you know what what it does. You know, says to me is, well, Dad's just a hypocrite. You know, that's what that's what that child's going to think. Do you think that this is going to have any success with that kid? Do as I say, not as I do. Well, and the other thing is, what kid on the planet does not look up to and adore their father? You know, right. and and so what do kids naturally want to do? I want to be like my daddy. And let's use another example. Let's say it's uh, as it pertains to language that we use. Well, daddy uses these words, so I'm going to use yeah. them too. I want to be just like daddy. There's an old uh, country song uh, that came out probably 15 years ago now, but it basically talks about how there was this kid sitting in the back seat, and he said an ugly word. And come to find out, where did he hear the ugly word from? It was from the dad. And so yeah. essentially in the song, the dad has to to come to repentance because he's like, you know, I've got to set a better example for this, this child of mine. So if we're saying one thing and doing another through our actions, our kids in particular and our wives, our wives as well, and others around us, they're going to, they're going to see it. And it's going to be very obvious. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're they're going to know uh, right off the bat, you know, if we're um, who we we say we are, you know, uh, or if we're you know talking out of one side of our mouth, you know, and doing another thing, you know. It, it's just it, it's 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 bad, um, but you know, especially too. I think about this as a preacher, um, you know, if I get up and I'm trying to teach everybody. Uh, solid Christian principles, but I refuse to live them at home. Um, what do you think that does to my kids? You know, they, everybody like, you know, kind of like what we said from the beginning of this episode where they look at the preacher like, Oh, he's got it all together. Well, if I get up and I act like I've got it all together and my kids are like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, like if I'm, you know, talking about, you know, um, uh, you know, something, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of one. So, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm talking about anger and how to control your anger and saying, Oh, a person should never do this. And you know what? You don't love God if you do this. And then they know dad threw the TV across the room yesterday. Right. Like, like they're not, they're going to go, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The great, great sermon, buddy, you know? Yeah. Um, and two, your reflection, like the reflection of um, your dad should be that of of God. You know, you should be showing the principles, you know, that that God would have you to to do. And if if you're not doing that and your kids look at that and they go, well, you know, my father's not that great. Um, you know, how are they going to view God in in turn? You know, how what's that going to do to their image of God? So, yeah. And I think that hypocrisy in us when our children see it it breeds hypocrisy in them oh well we're mm-hmm. just going to play church you know we're going to we're going to go and be with the brethren on sunday and we're going to act this way but then all the rest of the week we're going to act totally differently and what are they going to naturally do when they grow up probably more than likely they're going to do the same thing they're going to act one way at church and they're, then they're going to be total totally hypocritical the rest of their lives right yeah yeah this this just kind of works its way out in different things but um moving on let's uh think about this i think uh, just kind of trying to dissect this a little bit and try to figure out how we've come to where we're at uh i kind of think about um christianity and how people uh often treat it as kind of a sideline religion. Like, I don't, you know, yeah, I was baptized, but, you know, I don't do anything. Um, almost like it's a spectator sport, you know? You know, like, uh, like I, I've always said, you know, something like NASCAR is a spectator sport. You know, it's not meant for everybody to do, you know? Um, I'm starting to think a lot more things are spectator sports as I get older. I'm like, I don't want to get hit like that. That's a spectator sport. Football's a spectator sport. Um, but uh, when you look at uh, Christianity, it's it's not it's not a sideline religion. It's a doing religion. You need to be doing things. Yeah, I think the devil's pretty happy um, that there are a lot of people who want to be Christians in name only and not participate in various things. And, um, you know, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think this is a big problem. No, totally. I definitely agree. I think that we, if we're not extremely careful, we have a tendency to want to compartmentalize things. And so people want to compartmentalize their faith. 
And we need to realize, you know, rather than saying 100% of my life is dedicated to Christ, 100% of my life belongs to Christ, which implies that my entertainment choices belong to Christ, my politics belong to Christ, my uh, home life, my work life, my married life, my hobbies, uh, all of it belongs to Christ, as well as my church life, quote unquote. Really, all of it is our church life, whether we're at the all church right. building or not. And that's kind of the premise of my my main podcast at the, the network, Everyday Christian Podcast, because we are always Christians. We should always act like Christians. So let's not compartmentalize our faith into little boxes where we say, okay, well, I'm I'm at church, so I'm living for Jesus right now, but then the rest of time is my time to do whatever I want. No, all of our lives, 100% of it, should be dedicated to Jesus. And uh, if if I act like uh, a Christian at the church building, but then act totally differently everywhere else, then Satan's got me because my influence is going to be ruined uh, for my wife and my children and for everybody else around me if I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the another question is, do people know that you're a Christian? All those people around you, they know you're a Christian. Um, I think, I don't know if I've told this on, on the podcast in previous seasons or not, but um, a true story. This guy came up to me. Um, I had, you know, shortly after preaching school, I'd gone to this congregation and, um, you know, I enjoyed preaching there, uh, for the little that I did, but, um, there's a guy there and he, he started becoming like really serious about being a Christian. He was, he was learning to be consistent and, um, he worked at this place for 20 something years. And, um, and we got to talking about, uh, evangelism a lot in the pulpit. And I said, you know, do people at, at work know that you're a Christian? Do people at school know that you're a Christian? And he took that to heart, which I, I had no idea. It was pretty great when he told me about this because I was like, I had no idea, you know, like that the uh, sermons were getting anywhere. But he said, you know what? Um, I'm going to I want to talk to, you know, one of my friends here at work. And so he did. And then this guy um, said, oh, you're a Christian. He goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, where do you where do you go? And he said, you know, well, I'm a member of the Church of Christ. And he goes, no way. I'm a member of the Church of Christ, too. And he said, the guy like got all excited. But he said, I felt so ashamed. He said, because neither one of us lived in such a way that either of us thought the other one was a Christian. And he said, and we've been working together for 20 years. Wow. You know, that, that is, that is sad, but yeah, to people want to tend to compartmentalize things. Like you said, you know, um, you know, I, I around election, you know, this is election year around this time. Like I, I teach on, on this subject and say, you know what, don't, don't compartmentalize this and go, you know what, I'm a Christian, but you know, I'm this party, you know, um, there've been times where I don't vote because I don't support, I don't support what that guy stands for. Um, you know, so, uh, um, I think there are times that we should probably take a step back and someone say, well, if you don't vote, you can't complain, you know, like, uh, 
uh, okay, I don't know where that rule is for one, but you know, um, you know, you, you've got to follow your Christian values. And, um, and of course, as some people are listening to this right now, I know some people are probably going, well, you know, they've got all their little arguments, but you're compartmentalizing your Christianity. You're, you're, and the devil's super happy with that. He, the devil loves it when you are so solid of a Christian on Sunday and Wednesday, and then throughout the rest of the week, he's got you. He is perfectly fine with that. So, yeah, this is, but so we've got to learn to be consistent in all aspects of life. Do you have any th- other things to add to this before we move on to the next section here? Well, again, I mean, you know, as we kind of gave the disclaimer at the beginning, it's not that we're saying this is an easy thing. It's difficult to be consistent, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if anybody ever figures it out 100%. I mean, because we 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 have a tendency to, because of our struggles, find inconsistencies in the way we live our lives. And uh, if we're going to have an honest heart that is open to repentance and open to uh, being molded by the Word of God, then when we read something in God's Word and we say, oh, uh, I haven't been living that way, and we find that inconsistency in our life, then we have to have the kind of heart that's willing to change and do better. And unfortunately, um, that isn't very common. Yeah. All right. So let's let's think about this. Um, you know, uh, we kind of touched on this just a little bit at the beginning. Um, but, you know, our, our media choices um, can play into this uh, big time. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to say this, that, um, uh, my in-laws, um, really did a good job with, uh, their three girls in this regard. And I've gleaned a lot from, uh, my wife and my in-laws, uh, on this subject in particular, uh, because I know that, man, I, I, I was a huge movie fan, like just, man, I, I, I had, I had a, a pretty big DVD collection at one point in time. I had like 300 DVDs. Um, I have probably a fraction of that now because, you know, not all that stuff's worth watching. And it, uh, there's uh, um, another preacher that, um, you know, I knew uh, really well growing up, and he helped guide me in this regard as well. He's the first guy to get me thinking on this, and I thought, yeah, you know, I need to kind of change the way I look at what I'm watching, you know, like how I'm, what I'm doing with this. Um, because, you know, um, you know, I, I just didn't have too much of a, uh, a problem with anything I was watching. Uh, when I became Christian, I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't watch anything with nudity in it. There you go. That's a good line. And that was the only line I drew, you know, everything else was fair game. Um, but, uh, you know, as you go on, you realize that there's a lot more stuff that you probably uh, shouldn't be saying. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, um, you know, you have several Bible verses that, that come to mind. Um, you know, I think I think you had had one for us, Chase, that you had on, on this thought right here. Yeah. Yeah. Philippians 4.8, um, you know, the Philippians 4.8 test. Just ask yourself. Do the movies that you watch, 
would they pass this test? Uh, Paul writes, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So when I think about the movies I watch, I'm meditating on something as I'm watching that. I'm thinking about it. I'm processing what's on the screen. Do the things that I'm watching apply to Philippians 4.8 or do they apply to wickedness? And and Matt, I agree with you. I I was a huge movie buff and I still enjoy movies. I just I I find myself as I've grown as a Christian uh, being able to enjoy fewer and fewer movies because there's just not a lot out there that's that's worthwhile uh but another thing would be music man i'm a i'm a big big music fan and i love music i love different styles of music i mean there's all kinds of uh variety of stylings of music that i like uh but music can be downright filthy and uh, i find myself as i've been growing as a christian giving up more and more types of music uh, as well. I jokingly yeah. told somebody <clears throat> a few months ago, I said, look, um, about the only thing I can listen to now is classical music on the radio. Cause you don't <laughs> have to worry because cause it yeah. doesn't have words, you know, yeah. but uh, I was joking there. There is, there's some secular music. That's fine. There is, but there's a lot of it. That's not good. And we just, we need to be careful how we're feeding our minds, which really means feeding our souls. Uh, because if we're feeding it, spiritual junk food it's going to come out in uh in our lives as sin yeah well let's let's think about this by the way trace bundy that's a good one you should look up that guy he's a guitarist he doesn't have any words so there you go (laughs) there you go he's a really good guitar player i like to listen to that while i'm like working on something um but uh yeah so let's think about the progression here of um you know, wickedness in media, you know, where, where things have, you know, we, we know where things are today. Okay. Like it's hard to imagine that it could get any worse. Uh, it, you know, we don't want to challenge that because I'm sure it could get worse. Like, but you know, um, and I, I hate to think about what, you know, my kids are going to have to deal with. I'm, I'm hopeful with as much, um, religious talk there is today. Uh, that maybe uh, there'll be a resurgence in this country of of um, values, um, but uh, you know, if we go off of the history of America, I don't think that that's going to necessarily play out. Um, but I'm going to hope anyway. But uh, let's think about the progression of what has been allowed in uh, cinema. It used to be that. Um, you could actually, um, you know, watch a movie. Of course, they had um, movies that were silent pictures. You know, they would have, uh, um, you know, you'd basically be reading the dialogue as it was going by. Um, but, uh, yeah, they had the, the silent pictures. And, of course, you know, there's probably some things there that we could talk about anyway. Um, you know, modest dress would probably be one I could uh, name right off the bat. But... Um, as we get into the uh, realm of um, the talking picture, if you will, that was what uh, you know some people said. Talking picture. Um, you, when you get it, yeah, the talkie. That's right. 
<laughs> so when you, when you, I love those old terms, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, when you got into that realm, um, at first there wasn't any, any cursing. Um, but, uh, you know, I know that, you know, the answer to this, but what was the first movie to ever have a curse word in it? So I think this might be slightly debated. I think there's yeah. some question about, you know, was this truly the first one or not? There may be some that had like a very uh, subtle under their breath kind of maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one that is universally accepted as the first movie, at least in, Mer- in American history, that had a curse word in it was, uh, I believe, Gone with the Wind. Right. And uh, it was scandalous when that happened. I mean, that oh, was yeah. a big deal when that happened in Hollywood. And I think we're talking the 1940s, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Um, it, it was old. Let's see here. <laughs> it might be the 30s. Gone with 1939. So we're talking Ooh. right at the start of World War II, basically. And it was scandalous. I mean, one four-letter word in the whole movie. I think it was at the end of the movie, if I'm not mistaken. It was, and, yeah. And, and it was, uh, I think the biggest thing that, that made it so crazy was it was so prominent. Yeah. Like it was. It, it, it wasn't under the breath or anything like that. No, it was big it was, crescendo kind of line in the movie. Yeah. And it, it bellowed. And you know what? It was quotable. Yeah. People, people have quoted that. Mm-hmm. throughout the years they, yeah, they, yeah so, we, so. so we've come a long way from that to now i mean you can very easily go to the movie theater and look right now whatever's playing and i don't, I don't know because i rarely go to the movie theater anymore but mm-hmm. um you can go to the movie theater and see what's playing and if there's something r-rated it's probably got a hundred or more curse words in it now easily oh yeah maybe two three four hundred and i just how can we justify going and seeing these things and hearing these things uh, as Christians. It's just, it's mind boggling to me, but you know, curse words, that's just the start of it. I mean, uh, yeah. and here, here's the thing. The devil didn't accomplish this overnight. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. from 1939. It won't be long and, and we'll be a hundred years past that. Yeah. And it didn't happen overnight. How did we get to where we are now? Well, he, he accomplished it incrementally the devil did Mm -hmm. and so you know he's got his first curse word moment and then they they mix in a few more here and a few more there and now you get to where you've got hundreds of curse words in movies yeah Uh, what about uh you know sexual stuff yeah you know there was a time in our country where that wouldn't have flown you know Mm -hmm. typically a mainstream movie i realized that there was some cd different kind of things that was hard to get your hands on even in in older days but but mainstream movies, no way. Sexuality, that's not allowed. Uh, but the devil could get his foot in the door in other ways. Yeah. Lying. You know, oh, mm-hmm. let's let's mix in a little lying here. And uh, Andy Griffith, he was bad about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I Love Lucy, same thing. You know, yeah. old shows like that, which are mostly, mostly clean, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But uh, he'd put that lying in there, different things like that. So what is he doing? He's desensitizing us to various sinful practices yeah. to our entertainment choices. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's funny when, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, coarse jesting as described in Ephesians is, it's still funny, you know, um, that's, that's part of the problem is that, yeah. 
it's not like, oh no, that's it's like it catches you off guard and you know, it's it is funny. It's like, you know, the in in the show where the kid breaks something and they're getting in front of everybody and the parents are like, Well, who broke the cookie jar? Who broke mom's vase? And they're like, Oh, I don't know, you know, and it's a little cute kid. I don't it, the dog probably, you know, like you know, it's and just then, something and then you you watch him dig himself into further and further hole yeah. as he's yeah. trying to spin this web. You know, I also think of, you know, profanity. What does that word mean? Profanity means to take something that is holy or clean, acceptable, and to mm-hmm. profane it, to tarnish it, to mm-hmm. make it unholy, unclean, yep. unacceptable, or to blaspheme it, to make fun of that which is holy. That's profanity. And so when we use that term to describe foul language in movies, that's really what we're meaning. We're taking things that oh, would yeah. have been clean and we're mixing in a little dirt here and a little dirt there. And we're, we're adulterating that and making it totally unclean. Yeah. Now, now um, uh, this uh, illustration, I've used it before. Um, I've used it several times and I had heard it used when I was a teenager. And, um, but um, I've had to change it sometimes, but um if you take a take a bottle of water and uh you know i did this at a youth event one time i took a bottle of water and it was a hot day and i was like is anybody in here thirsty and and uh and some people raised their hand and i was like oh yeah i was like i've got a bottle of water here would you like a bottle of water and and uh and like these kids were like, oh yeah 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 please you know like and i said okay well just so you know um I uh, I did go into the bathroom and I took a dropper and I went to the toilet and I got one drop of toilet water and put it in here and the hands start going down <laughs> like I right. don't uh, no, I don't want that and I'm like wait a second it had been flushed it's fine you know it was clear water and people are like yeah but that's not clean water you know that's not good you know and, and what's cr- and what's crazy to use your metaphor. Yeah. You know, people, you know, Christians in trying to justify watching utter filth. Okay. Let's yeah. just mm-hmm. let's, let's just be blunt. Trying to justify watching utter filth. They're not even talking one little dropper to use oh, yeah, no. They're talking yeah. like dropper after dropper after dropper after dropper mm-hmm. of just totally um adding filth to the so called entertainment. Yeah. 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 The one drop is like gone with wind, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. You know, then then you look at uh, some of these movies today, and it's like, well, fifty percent of this w- water bottle came from the toilet. Do you want it now? Right. You know, yeah. nobody in their right mind wants that. You know, right. it's disgusting. You know, um, but yeah, you know, we have come a long way, um, and we've talked about this. You and I have about the fact that there were movies that we watched as a kid. And I, th- I think, you know, in my mind growing up, I was like, we you know like eighties and nineties, uh, you know, stuff wasn't that bad back then. And then I started watching it going, Oh, 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 you know, like, yeah. I remember turning on the karate kid and going, I, I'm Whoa, sorry guys. I thought this was completely clean, you know? And, um, and so, uh, yeah, uh, so we had to watch that one uh, filtered, but um, yeah. So do you have anything else to add to that for 
you know, I, j- I almost jumped in that next section without even thinking about it, but well, no, um, that's, that's fine. That's a good lead in. I was just going to say, I've, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I've, yeah, I've uh, gone and tried to rewatch some movies that I watched when I was a kid and like, Oh kids, look, this is a great movie. And then like five minutes in, I'm like, okay, uh, turning that off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, we've become so desensitized that I think for me and my wife, I know, you know, having kids has really helped us in this regard. We're wanting to protect them and we're wanting to protect their purity. And when, when we watch something, we're like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. We don't allow that kind of language in our house. Hey, let's turn that off. I think that has really helped uh, us to sharpen, sharpen, ourselves in this area for our own selves because we're also concerned about wanting to set a good example for our, our children as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we both do this, I know. Um, and that is use some kind of a filtering service, um, for watching movies. Um, there are other, other things that you can do to kind of see, um, we'll look up things before we go see them. If we can see them in the movie theater. Um, uh, there are ways to do that. We'll do like uh, common sense media. Um, you know, you can look on there. You can get an idea. Um, it's not run by Christians. It's just, you know, parents basically. Um, and and so, yeah, we'll, we'll go by there and look at some of that. And that, you know, can sometimes be a good resource for like even books and stuff like that. Because um, as you delve into this subject, you start realizing, you know, I don't know that I want, you know, my children to read this, you know, um, you know, I like, you know, the hunger games, you know, uh, I believe, um, you know, if my memory serves me correctly, that, um, there was little in that, um, two glaring things though. Um, one is children killing other children. That's kind of rough. And then, um, and I, I was like teenagers on down, but there's, you know, yeah. kids are killing kids. And then um, on top of that, there, there is some um, without lot, a lot of description, there's nudity involved in, in it. And you're reading it, you know, I guess you're, you're not seeing it, but man, you know, sometimes that might be the worst thing for your mind to just be going, going there. Okay. Um, Conjure up some further yeah or temptation or yeah i I want my sons reading anything like that um but uh yeah so you can uh get away with uh from some of the stuff um uh by using some type of uh filtering service to kind of screen what you're you know going to watch a little bit uh there's another one screenit.com you can look at that to see reviews on movies but anyway go ahead what what we're gonna say I was just going to say, so some options on uh, filtering, VidAngel, um, ClearPlay. Those are a couple that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as far as uh, different options for looking at what the content is, you know, the ones that you have mentioned. Also, PluggedIn.com is one. That one is uh, the people who do focus on the family, which is denominational okay. in nature. Um, so there can be some theology that's not quite right, not quite right. That is mixed in on their review. Sometimes um, I am DB internet movie database.org. That's another one. They have a parent's guide section. 
if I understand correctly, though, it's almost kind of like Wikipedia, and people can like edit in on that one. So I don't know that it's the the best. Yeah, one, it, it might can miss some stuff, but but there's several different options there. Um, you mentioned Common Sense Media, and uh, there's there's options, but you can you can look at what a movie contains and know whether or not it's worth going and seeing. Um, yeah, or if you need to filter it, you know. There's something about seeing a list in word form. And like let's say that you go to pluggedin.com and it's got sections for here's the foul language and it will list twenty inc- instances of this word and five instances of that word and right. seven instances of this word. It'll list that for you or the sexual content. It and you gotta be careful with this because it kind of describes some details that you might read there, but it'll tell you, Hey, this is what's in here. Mm-hmm. And if you read it, um, I think, I think just kind of zoning out and watching on a screen lends itself to being desensitized to things versus if you go to one of these websites that will tell you what is in a movie and you read it, you're like, Oh my, my, this is terrible. I can't believe we can't watch this. So using one of these, uh, one of these websites may help us to avoid accidentally going to the movie theater and stumbling into something really bad. Yeah. So um, there's a, another option that um, we use. Uh, so actually we, we actually pay for all three services. Um, I'm uh, I think that they're somewhat in competition of each other, but like, um, I don't care. I just like the fact that people are filtering stuff. So um, I I don't use ClearPlay as much as anything else, but I will still pay $8 a month just to support them. You know, like I really don't care. Um, but I still have it. You know, there's some things that I watch on ClearPlay every now and then. Uh, but the third option is enjoy movies your way. Um, and that one's pretty good. Um You've got to be careful with it, though, because, um, you know, there used to be a thing. I don't know if they still use this, but this there used to be a thing called TV Guardian. And you could hook it up to your TV and it would mute when a curse word was coming up. But it was based off of TV captions, um, the closed captions. And so um, I think that's what they do on some of their stuff, just the closed captioning. Um but then they have what they call fully certified filters. And so you have to be careful about that. Cause like something might be fine to watch without cutting anything out. Uh, these days I find that to be rare, you know, just in, in my opinion from the things that I've seen. Um, so you gotta be careful with that. Cause there's usually something that needs to be edited out for the sake of purity. Um, Yep. But yeah, you're you're right on those filter settings. You gotta be careful because you know if you're struggling with something um, with uh, a uh, sexual sin, and then you go and you um, watch it, <laughs> and you're, you're like, "Oh, this is where that was." I'm gonna go find out what that was, or you know, yeah. you're looking at the settings and going, you know, or maybe you go, "I'm gonna turn those off so I can see that." You know, um, I I rarely. I rarely even look at those, to be honest. Um, uh, I uh, I have gotten in trouble once because 
I was watching a show on VidAngel. It was um, Jack Ryan, actually. And evidently, there was some nudity in Jack Ryan, and I had no clue um, because it was all fil- filtered out. It was all edited out. And I, like, I'm just watching it. It's like, you know, no, I, I didn't see any of that stuff. I didn't hear any words, you know. I'm just watching, uh, uh, you know, this... Uh, you know, Jack Ryan TV series. And I, I've mentioned it to somebody and uh, they're like, how can you watch that as a Christian? And I was like, Oh, I use, he's vid angel. <laughs> and they're like, what, what is that? You know, I was like, Oh yeah. But um, I have to kind of watch myself. I don't really talk yeah. about movies because of that. Like people are like, you watch that movie. But like, yeah. And I had no clue that that was in it. So, you know, yeah. but yeah, you'd have to guard yourself when it comes to this filters and make sure you're not being tempted to go and check it out further yeah we've uh we've cut the cord on things like disney plus and uh netflix and things i realize you know some don't make the same decision we do on that but um there's a lot more bad than good on those kind of services so you just got to be extremely careful if you do have them um, we do have something called Pure Flix, which is it's got a lot of faith based movies in it, which you've got to be careful with those too, uh, because yeah. you might you might find something uh come through that's false. Um, but they're a lot they're definitely mostly clean movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I've even had even on something called Pure Flix, I've had occasionally, oh, there's some immodesty. What in the world? You yeah, have to turn it off. So it's it's not even perfect. Uh but as we have grown as Christians, we have tried to make small steps like that to where we're getting away from, uh, you know, the worst of what Hollywood's got to offer and try to to be as, as clean as we can. Yeah, and, uh, right. And make, making these good choices. And again, we're mainly talking about movies, but uh, the same thing goes with music we listen to, uh, books we read, etc. Yeah. I mean, even the Olympics, you know, when it comes up, there's usually something where women are dressed immodestly, you know, no matter yeah. what, what season it is. And, uh, it's, it's, um, kind of amazing that, you know, um, Christian men would try to, they'd watch beach volleyball and what yeah. those women wear and then justify it. You know, yeah, it's just insane. Or- yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's insane just thinking about that. But um, yeah, so getting back to the thought process of being consistent here, we've looked at some things and helping us to uh, kind of be consistent in what we're doing. But if we're not consistent, we're going to be sending some mixed signals. Now, um, think about it with our children. You know, uh, again, from the beginning, this is the whole do as I say, not as I do thing. But if um, if you just... If you're going to watch whatever, listen to whatever, um, you know, or you're going to um, support something that's wrong, um, you know, you're sending mixed signals. Now, what are your what are your children going to think about you when you're doing that? Um, I think that's a that's a big question. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Chase? On a, on what? Um, um, you know, the, what happens when we're sending mixed signals to our children on these things? Well, number one, at the very least, it's going to confuse them. Right. And more than likely, like I said earlier, it's going to breed further hypocrisy. You know, not only are we going to be hypocrites if we're doing that, but more than likely they're going to learn 
to do the same thing, to be hypocrites yeah. as well, to compartmentalize their faith, uh, to become play actors. You know, that's what the yep. word hypocrite means, a play actor, somebody who is fake, somebody who uh, says one thing and does another, somebody yep. who acts this way uh, on the church grounds, but then uh, acts totally different everywhere else. And, you know, think about it, you know, what's one of our main goals as Christians? Don't we want to evangelize people and try to help share the gospel with the right. lost? How are we yeah. going to do that if, let's say, at work we're we're using just as much filthy language as our coworkers are? Uh, we're talking about all the filthy movies we've been watching. We're jamming to some terrible rap music or something. I mean, uh, on and on we could go listing examples of ways that our influence are going to be tarnished if we're not right. consistent in practicing what we preach from the morals of God's work. Yeah, you know, it's funny is that um, I uh, maybe this is different just because I'm a preacher and I can, you know, it's a little more prominent, you know, as far as like people ask me, you know, what I do. And I'm like, oh, I'm a preacher. I'm like, oh, OK, cool, that's cool. Um, but it's kind of funny. I, uh, before I moved, I uh, was at this gym that was just a bunch of like you know, guys, it was a guy's gym. I mean, there were some women that came, but they weren't there when we were there. You know, um, it was basically a man's gym. It had, you know, powerlifting set up and all that, kind of, you know, so it was just, you know, made for guys. And, um, you know, I'd go in there and, um, work out. And, uh, as soon as I walked in the room, we're like, ah, clean it up. The preacher's here, you know, <laughs> like, and, uh, and it was funny, you know, but like people did clean it up. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting about that is that when people realized that I was, you know, the preacher uh, and they just, they'd, they'd come over and they'd joke with me and they'd be like, pray for me. This is going to be heavy lift, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, but then like I had other people that were like, Hey, like, you know, I'm really struggling right now. Like, can you pray for me? And I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah absolutely. So you, can, but, you can see that you're getting through to people. Yeah. But like, you know, it, you don't have to be a preacher to do that. You can, right. you can be a Christian and like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, that's what, yeah. that's what I do. Oh, you're talking about what, what, what I do for a living. Oh, that's something different, you know? And, um, you know, so yeah, you know, we, we've got to, you know, we're sending mixed signals to the world when we're doing one thing and then we're saying something else. That's for sure. All right. Let's uh, kind of close out with some thoughts here uh, from the scripture. Um, let's uh, let's talk about keeping ourselves pure because that's a big part of this anyway. You know, how, how am I going to be pure? Um, am I being pure when, you know, I do these things? Um I know that I've told you this in the past, but there was this, uh, um, I've, I've been known for a long time to be somebody that, uh, doesn't, you know, watch filth and, uh, I've been ridiculed for that. You know, I don't really care, you know, uh, but, uh, I've been ridiculed for that quite a bit, you know, and, and, um, I, I had a, a person come up to me and talk about a movie one time. Um, I think I know what movie it was, but I really don't know. And I don't want to mention it. Um, just for sake of what they're saying, but, um, but they went to watch this movie and then they left the movie and then they bragged to me that they left the movie knowing that I probably would have done something similar, except well, you, for you I would, 
I wouldn't have even gone first place. Right. (laughs) I would have (laughs) gone. But but they said they said something kind of telling to me. They said, Yeah, we left during the second sex scene. And I was like, Well, what happened to the first one? (laughs) Like, what did you do there? Because like you should have left at that, you know, probably there's other things that you should have left way before then, but you know, just namely. What happened in the second sex scene that made you think I need to go that didn't happen in the first one because you should have said it right then. Or or this number, you know, where parents are sitting there watching something like that with their kids and oh, cover your eyes, kids. And, oh, then, no. yeah. and then the mom and dad sit there and watch it while the, the kids I, yeah. cover their eyes. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are still watching what they should not be watching. I mean, what kind of what kind of uh precedent is that setting for your family oh yeah yeah you know here's the big thing and i I know whenever you love movies like i used to that this is hard to get i'm gonna say it anyway guess what i can still go to heaven without watching a movie matthew 5 8 blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. You know, um, I, I can I can go to heaven without any of this stuff. And that's ultimately what I want to do. Uh, I don't want to go, and I don't know what the different one, I was going to say the Oscars, but I'm not even sure if that's the right thing. But, you know, whatever it is that, that I, I don't want to go to these shows. I don't want to be an actor. I don't want to be in Hollywood. Um, I want to go to heaven. That's what I want. I want to go to heaven. So how am I going to do that? Um, I need to be, I need to be pure. Um, yeah. You think about the sexual sins that we're saying, first Corinthians six eighteen, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth, um, uh, he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. You know, you know, we, we, we've got to keep our minds pure from all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, it might, you know, as we hopefully are thinking about self-examination in all of this, it might take some reassessing, you know, it might, it might take some, you know what, maybe we don't need to be watching as much TV. Maybe we don't need to be watching as many movies. Uh, maybe, you know, I I used to be a huge, huge sports fan and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I still like sports, but there are certain, immoral elements that kind of go alongside the sports which you have to be very careful to avoid if you're going to partake in mainstream sports for instance if you do go to a football game don't look at the sideline where the cheerleaders are etc mm-hmm. uh, but anyways i've gotten to the point in my life where i'm like man i'll look up the score and stuff like that but i'm not going to obsess over sports like i used to mm-hmm. and you know as a family we're replacing some things that used to be the highlight of our hobbies list. You know, instead of the, you know, just huge movie buffs. Now we're, we're camping enthusiasts. We're hiking enthusiasts. We go out in the beauty of God's creation and we spend time together as a family. We go fishing, hunting, um, uh, camping, you know, different things like that. And again, we all have to make choices when it comes to what our hobbies are and things like that, but we need to make choices that are biblically based. And, if you find yourself idolizing something that's sinful, 
if it's entertainment or whatnot and you're idolizing it and you're participating in it and it's sinful, why not do a reassessment of that, reevaluate it? Why don't you uh, replace that with something that you know is going to pass the Philippians 4-8 test? I've got yeah. a couple other verses, and, and that's that's my main thoughts. A couple other verses, Isaiah 5, verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want that woe pronounced upon us on the day of judgment. And then uh, Psalm 101, verse 3 says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. I think it's safe to say if we shouldn't be putting evil things before our eyes, we probably don't need to be putting evil things uh, in our ears either, right? Um, Romans 1, verse 32, after listing many, many different sins, uh, it tells us not only those that partake in those sins, but also those who approve of those sins are going to find themselves in trouble on the day of judgment. So those are the verses I wanted to mention. Last thing I'll say, and then I'll turn it back over to you, Matt, and that is uh, one time I, I saw Brother Don Blackwell talking about uh, entertainment choices on one of his videos. And I'll never forget when he first said this. He said, look, I was visiting, I think it was an elder in the church or something one time, and I saw underneath his TV, it said, how dare I be entertained by the very things that put Jesus on the cross? Right. I think that's a, that's a good motto to live by when it comes to our entertainment choices. We don't need to be entertained by the things that put Jesus on the cross. Yeah. I think there's a lot of application to this, but Romans 13 and verse 14, um, uh, but uh, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Um, yeah. Get, get that kind of stuff away from you. You know, um, I think there's a lot to be said about that. You know, I think people, you know, struggling with like pornography, um, need to, you know, not be alone so long or not, you know, you know, have their phones with them everywhere they go or, you know, all those kind of things. Um, that's the idea of making provision for the flesh, you know. Um, I'm First not, Thessalonians, you know, Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from every form of evil. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, I've known of people that they, um, I've never had this problem. I never thought about it. But um, I had to buy uh, water one time, and I went to a Walmart, and it was a smaller Walmart, and the water was on the same aisle as the alcohol. And I was there with another brother in Christ who evidently had uh, a problem in the past with drinking. And I went into the aisle and noticed that he, like, hung back. And I kind of was like, you know, I, I didn't, like, I wasn't making fun of him, but I was just kind of picking at him, like, did you think I was wrong for going and getting the water, you know, cause I went out and he goes, no, he's like, I just used to drink and I can't go down there. And yeah, I was like, so really? There's not, there's nothing yeah. inherently wrong with walking down an aisle to get some water. But for him, he needed to stay far away from that because there was yep. a temptation over there. Yeah. And if he, if he put himself in that situation where that temptation was, he's probably going to stumble. And so he yeah. had to get away from it. He had to back up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. He's making sure he was not making a provision for the flesh. Um, right. One more thing that I think about is David and um, with his uh, sin with Bathsheba. And in Psalm 51 and verse 10, um, just a beautiful passage. 
Uh, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Um, that should be our mindset, to have a clean heart before God. And whatever form that takes, however drastic we need to be in getting there, then that's what we need to do. you have anything else, Chase? I think that's about it. I'm looking forward to, uh, Lord willing, next month we'll talk about some more things that pertain to uh, leading by learning. But I do think that this particularly has a tremendous impact for us as fathers uh, upon our families, learning to be consistent in morality, practicing what we preach. I mean, this, yeah. this, may, this may be one of the biggest things, honestly, we've talked about on the podcast because it's so important. Yeah, and you know, I think that um, if you're going to stand before people, you need to be consistent. Um, and if you're going to be a father and teach your children, you need to be consistent. Um, it, is a, it is a big deal. I mean, think about this. Um, what headline is going to get the most attention? You know, if you're, are you going to have the the headline of, you know, uh, boy saves dog from drowning or preacher commits some sort of atrocity? Yeah. Which one's going to get the front page? Um, you know, if, if you are a Christian, then you need to live consistently, you know, because it doesn't matter if you're a preacher um, that those negative things. You need, to, you need to keep them out of your life. You need to keep keep as far away from this and be as consistent as you possibly can so that you can, number one, bring your family to God and take them to heaven with you. And number two, bring as many people outside of your family to the body of Christ as you possibly can. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. All of us, whether we're preachers or not, we're all proclaimers of the gospel in the sense that we're Christians and how we live our lives is proclaiming something. Yep. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Father Time. Uh, we hope that you join us next month as we continue this thought of uh, leading by learning.